magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. Good morning. It is Monday, November 13th. It is six minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So we've touched on it all morning, but uh, one more time won't hurt anybody. Tim Scott announced he is suspending his 24 presidential campaign. Surprised everybody on Sunday night. Maybe even himself, as he kind of watched the words come out of his mouth. Well, there really was an unprofessional way to do it, if indeed, as the multiple outlets have reported, the staff Mm -hmm. wasn't even aware. I mean, typically, with something like that, you would have a... Even if you say, I'm getting ready to go on Trey Trey Gowdy, I'm going to do this tonight, you would have a meeting with your senior staff members, people who have been behind you, maybe even some phone calls to major donors, saying, hey, look, I'm giving this a go. It's not working out. It's not going the way we want. Uh, You know, my efforts are needed in the Senate. I'm going to go ahead and pull the plug on this presidential campaign to not give the people who worked for you a heads up pretty unprofessional. Yeah, and as you mentioned, the donors. I mean, wouldn't it be at least professional to pull those people aside and say, hey, thank you for your contributions. Uh, I just don't have the momentum at this point. I don't see a path to victory. So let's put our dollars behind candidate X instead. Yeah, and again, it comes back to, when you think about the amount of money it takes to run for president of the United States. I mean, this is a colossal undertaking. And unfortunately, we have reached a point in American politics where it is essentially impossible to achieve, almost essentially impossible, to achieve major public office without being beholden to someone. And we have created that environment by which um, the uber wealthy, I mean, we did a story while you were gone about Brad Chambers Mm -hmm. and how Brad Chambers appears to be using relationships that he cultivated as the head of the IEDC, using major taxpayer money to incentivize these companies and corporations to come to Indiana. And now these people are beginning to, air quote, pay him back by donating large sums or hosting fundraisers to his uh, governor's campaign. Well, you or I don't have the opportunity to do that, Casey, because we didn't hand out large amount of taxpayer uh, you know, incentives, whether it's abatements or education credits or you know, w- infinite different ways taxpayer money can flow to a business or a corporation. And so is that a fair, is that a fair fight that Curtis Hill, who didn't do that, has to run against Brad Chambers where he can go to these people who he used essentially millions of taxpayer dollars to you know, facilitate goodwill with these people? No. And so it is just it's a fool's errand at this point because the money is so prevalent. The money is so important. These people, many of them do not give out of the goodness of their heart. They give because they want something. Mm-hmm. A regular person just simply can't make a difference anymore. Yeah. And if you did contribute to Tim Scott's campaign for president, do you feel like you were manipulated or used? or you got the short end of the stick because now you're not going to get that favor. Sure, but it's also he's still a sitting United States senator. Mm -hmm. And in that case, it's about, I think most people who, who got on board with Tim Scott recognize the odds of this. It's like 
it's like doing a, a nine-leg parlay, Casey. Mm-hmm. Is there a chance you could win if you pick nine random NFL games on the money line? Sure, of course, there's a chance you could win, and people do win from time to time, and boy, do they win a lot of money. But when you bet on nine separate games, the odds of getting all of them right are basically nil. You're doing it for fun. You're doing it for entertainment. You're doing it for to give you something to watch or care about on a, on a Sunday. Same thing with Tim Scott. Most people who gave to him have cultivated relationships with him as a U.S. senator. There's still probably other things they want. They say, hey, if we catch lightning in a bottle, great. Hey, if this guy comes goes on to be vice president or a cabinet-level person, great. I think most people understood the rate of return on this is not going to be great. I wonder if he'll endorse Trump at this point. Because you got to think he's not going to endorse Nikki Haley. I mean, they're from the same state. He was running against her. Well, and so this is the real question. I mean, look at what the Democrats did in 2020. Biden's in big trouble. He gets boat raced in Iowa. He gets boat raced in New Hampshire. He goes to South Carolina. James Clyburn pulls out the endorsement there to save him. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you have these people who are running against him for president in unison, essentially dropping out of the race, Buttigieg, Klobuchar, and endorsing Biden. This is like the cutting the legs off from Bernie Sanders. So the question is, obviously Mike Pence is not going to endorse Trump. It doesn't matter. And I think Trump can survive without his 2% of the vote. Mm -hmm. But if you're Tim Scott Mm -hmm. and you have an aspiration of a cabinet position or vice president or whatever this might be, you got to be real careful with this because while strategically and from a public policy standpoint, you might be more aligned with DeSantis if you throw your weight behind DeSantis and it don't work out, you're yeah. you're get you're ready, done in get, Trump's eyes. Get ready, Bal. You're yeah. going to end for a problem. So you're right. Hey, you mentioned uh, Brad Chambers and the IEDC. Did you guys talk about the agencies spending all that money on those spot bonuses? Uh, we did. So well, not in not in addition to the conversation that you and I had had about Diego and mm-hmm. the amount of money he had spent on spot bonuses. But yes, I saw that article where the state of Indiana now has spent something like with. Capital Chronicle pulled 10 agencies, and between these 10 agencies, they had spent $5 million of taxpayer money Mm -hmm. on these spot bonuses, which, again, flies, in many cases, directly in the face of the premise of the spot bonus and the goal of the spot bonus, which is to reward exceptional behavior that goes far above and beyond what is expected from a state government employee. Well, and as you had mentioned, Brad Chambers running for governor, and now it's being reported that the IEDC with 114 employees, doled out the largest bonuses. Sure. So now he's this, looking well, and, fine and dandy to a lot of people. Well, and this is the laughable joke of him running ads talking about, I'm an outsider. Mm-hmm. Nobody, whether it's Eric Doden, who's also running for governor, or Brad Chambers, you do not rise to be the head of the Indiana Economic Development Corporation. By being an outsider. No, yeah. no, it's the ultimate insider position. And mm-hmm. again, it's this thing of them just lying right to our face. Yes, has he ever held public office? No, not that I'm aware of. But the office, the, the position he held was more powerful than many elected offices in the state of Indiana because the guy controls hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars. It is 12 minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy for just a moment, Boo. shall we? Boo. <laughs> he said he's weighing whether to stay in office go. or not. Boo. <laughs> you think he should go? Boo. He said he didn't believe he deserved to lose his job, of, oh, course. of course. Still a little bit resentful. There is still a big fight going on between him and Matt Gates. Have you ever seen a 
a person in a position of power, whether it's a coach of a football team mm-hmm. or the speaker of the house, or after they get fired, go, yeah, I totally deserve to get canned. Good job. Way to throw me out there. There's never an own, right? There's mm-hmm. never a self-own of, I did A, B, and C, and this is why I'm not in this position anymore. It's always, I got robbed. Right. I got screwed. Somebody let me down. So-and-so stabbed me in the back. It's never. There's never the self-own of, you know what? I really screwed up. and I messed up. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Exactly. No. So uh, McCarthy's saying that Trump will be the nominee and that Biden is in worship shape than Trump is. Let me ask you this. Is Trump the strongest candidate for your party? Well, Trump is going to be the nominee, okay? Um, And I think... Will you support him? Do you support him? Yes, I will support him. Do you support him right now in the primary? I haven't endorsed, but I support President Trump, okay? Um, But what's the difference? Well, I haven't made some official endorsement. Are you worried that all those legal problems could make him a tough, a bad candidate for your party next next year? In most candidates, you would worry about things like that. If you watch... President Trump has been able to find anything in the past. And I don't believe when you, when you evaluate or you ask Americans the question, is it fair that you're putting Trump in court? Overwhelmingly, people say no. So they Even all, general election voters, you don't think it'll hurt him with the suburban voters and the like? Will it hurt a little? It could hurt a little, but Biden's in a worse situation, right? You have every swing state except one where President Trump is beating Biden and he's sitting in court. He hasn't really been able to campaign as hard. Okay, so McCarthy's saying that he hasn't given an official endorsement. Like he doesn't know who he's going to vote for. Right, but then he just said, I don't know if I'm going to run again. And he, if he's going to be out of office, does it even matter who he'd just be a normal guy? He's just a normal guy who could be on a monument circle. Yeah, and this is again, these politicians, it's like, we come on here every day and give our opinion on something, and we're straight up with the audience. And sometimes the audience loves our opinion, and sometimes there's people who are angry with our opinion. But we're here to give our opinion and be you know, upfront about what we think about things. And then you get a guy like this, and this is why he's no longer Speaker of the House. His inability to lead, his inability to take a path, choose a path, and go with it. And this just bizarro all over the map. Well, I like Trump. Okay, so you're endorsing him. No, no, I'm not. I- I- I haven't given an official endorsement. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And like like Trump would want it or need it mm-hmm. anyway, or, or anybody in the Republican Party would want or need Kevin McCarthy's endorsement, given how he went out the door. But this is this is why. This is why our country's in the shape it's in. Pick a team. Pick a side. You know who you're going to vote for. You know who you're supporting. Just tell us who it is. If it's Nikki Haley, Haley great. If it's, if it's Ron DeSantis, that's fine, too. If it's Donald Trump, whatever it is, just tell us who you're with and why you're with them. Okay, so he said that Biden is in worse shape than Trump. Well, okay, that's what the polling says. But did you see Biden over the weekend giving his Veterans Day speech? He was struggling. He's so confused. And he said that no vet should be denied honor. Why? Because of diversity? And that no veteran is denied the honor they earn because they were discharged for being LBTQ+. They were denied being what? Can we hear that again? I, I thought I heard what he said, but I didn't. it didn't seem like yeah, maybe I misheard him. Because they were discharged for being LBTQ+. LBTQ+. TQ plus. plus. Yeah, he's Is dro- that a new one? He dropped the G. Oh, he just missed the G. Yeah, missed the G. Um, but what about uh, all of those, uh, you know, military people who were discharged because they wouldn't take the yeah, vaccine? Great point. Are they denied honor? Also, have you noticed this? And someone who I really trust pointed this out to me. Yeah. 
And this is either the world's biggest coincidence or it's deliberate. And when it comes to the government, I don't believe in the world's biggest coincidence. <laughs> have you noticed the military commercials that have been running, like, for people to join the military? Well, that's because it's down. They need people. But have you, but have you noticed the ads, how there is no, it is now a more traditional mm. military, macho guy, mm-hmm. weaponry, no... LGBTQ plus. remember for a whole time it was a women and LGBTQ mm-hmm, and this mm-hmm. these ads that I've seen multiple ones you know watching college football etc and pro football over the past two weeks and somebody pointed this out to me and once they said it I said oh my gosh you're right are back to the traditional like who you would recruit to be in the mm-hmm. Marines or the United mm-hmm. States Army. And I, the person said, I think it's because we're about to go to war. Oh. And they can't get people to sign up because people look at this and go, I don't want to be a part of that. All right, we're going to talk about manly men coming up. Is oh, that okay with yes, you? yes, absolutely. All right, it's 18 after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. 21 minutes after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Jimbo Fisher going to get paid a lot of money to go away from Texas A&M. So uh, he he had still $75 million left on his contract. And they said, you know what? You're not winning like, so, we, like we expect of you. So bye-bye. So Jimbo Fisher was the heir apparent to Bobby Bowden at Florida mm-hmm. State. I think he did okay there for a while and then struggled. He got shown the door. He ends up at Texas A&M, and he signs that they had a pretty good year, I believe, in 2020. And he signs this massive contract. Yep, they went 9-1 and one in yeah. 2020. And, and so— Won the Orange Bowl. Yes, signs this massive contract. And they have decided—I mean, they've been mediocre. IU would love to be as bad as Texas A&M. But by Texas A&M standards, they have not lived up to what they expect— and they are admitting he's going to get this money. Mm-hmm. They're not going to fight him on this. And he is owed $75 million. And there is no, I don't think there's offsets or things that would allow them to not pay it. They owe him $75 million. And they have just said, okay, we'll pay you $75 million. Yeah, so he's had, what, 10 losses in his last 15 games. And in total, he went 45 to 25 in six years there. But, I mean, come on. It's like, to me... Okay. Yeah. Well, and so, okay, a couple things. One, I'll take the embarrassment of being uninvited. And I, and I looked at this, and so I don't know, by the way, this is more than triple the highest buyout of a coach ever. So this is more than three times what a, what a coach was paid upon being fired. I think it was like $21 million was the highest buyout in, in NCAA history or something like that. Um, I have researched this, and I cannot get a clear answer on – because Texas A&M is a state university, where this money is going to come from is, is the athletic department funded in Texas? Like, is it funded differently? Is it taxpayer money that's going to pay this? Mm-hmm. I mean, there, either way, it's a commingling of funds because mm-hmm. taxpayer money funds the university. But is this like when, uh, 
when Archie, what is his name, Archie Miller got fired at IU, where the the donors essentially went to the university and said, we'll pay it, we'll pay the buyout. Here you go, get get rid of this ding dong, and let's bring Mike Woodson in. I, I don't I don't know all of that, but it, regardless whether it is to all taxpayer money, partially taxpayer money, it does underscore a divide in this country where a guy can become infinitely wealthy for being a colossal failure and then proceed to be paid not to work, Mm -hmm. and yet regular people are struggling to buy food at the grocery store. Well, and the athletic director said in a statement, we appreciate Coach Fisher's time here at Texas A&M, and we wish him the best in his future endeavors. It's like, you know, we always talk about when somebody disappears. We wish them the best in their future endeavors. Okay, can we talk about um, the uh, interim coach of Michigan for a moment who did that post-game interview? Yeah. Sharon Moore? So, So he... So he, uh, so for those of you who don't know, in case you're just not a super huge college football fan, Jim Harbaugh is the coach of the Michigan Wolverines. Mm-hmm. They are, depending on what poll you look at, usually second or third in the nation. They're undefeated. Jim Harbaugh was suspended late Friday night over a, uh, his alleged, I guess, knowledge. He was suspended by the Big Ten. It's not even the NCAA, which mm-hmm. is rare for the a conference to lead ahead of the NCAA. But he was suspended for his alleged role in what is called, for lack of a better term, we'll call it sign stealing, Mm -hmm. where they had a coach who allegedly either went himself or paid other people or, yeah, I guess that's the allegation, paid other people to go to their opponent's games in person and record down their coach's signals based on what plays they ran in order to know their signals so they could steal the signals during the game, which is uh, very, very wrong. And proactively the NC, the Big 10 elected to suspend Jim Harbaugh for the remainder of the Big 10 regular season so he was he tried to get an injunction the judge said that they would not hear the case before this coming Friday. Mm-hmm. So he was not allowed to coach the game against Penn State. He on was Saturday. allowed to coach during the week. Yes, but at not at practice, but, but was, not at the game. He was not allowed in the same. Now, mm-hmm. this is where if I were Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh, here's what I would have done, Casey, because these are unprecedented steps being taken here. And I think he's probably got a case in front of this judge. I would have gone into the stadium. I would have gone to the sidelines mm-hmm. and I would have told the Big Ten, I absolutely dare you to call this game a forfeit and forfeit the television rights that come from Penn State of Michigan and have to refund all of these people their Mm -hmm. money because they didn't get to see a football game. Mm -hmm. You want to get nuts? (laughs) Let's Let's get get nuts. nuts. Now, he didn't do that, but that is 100% absolutely what I would have done if I were Jim Harbaugh. Okay, well, after the game, the interim coach gave a post-game interview. So they they won the game. We should point this out. They won won the game. They won the game. They played very well. Michigan is a very good football team, and they won the game. Okay, but he was getting very emotional. Let's take a listen. To win on the road in this environment when there were doubts. Sherman, what does it mean to you? Well, I thank the Lord. Well, I thank Coach Harbaugh. Love you, man. Love you, you, man. This is for you. For this university, the president, our AD. We got the best players, best university, best alumni in the country. Love you guys. These guys right here, these guys right here, man. These guys did it. 
These guys did it, man. Talk to him, man. Love you. Did, Thank did, you, Coach. Did Jim Harbaugh die, or did he just get suspended for allegedly breaking the rules? I mean, he acts like the guy died in a horrific, like, house fire or plane crash yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. He did it for you, man. Are they going to have ribbons on their sleeves? So is he bravely expressing no, his he's feelings? he's being ridiculous. He's being so you ridiculous. think he's being a total simp beta? Look, I don't... If that's what you want to call it, mm. I don't know what some of those words are, but uh, <laughs> put them together and it sounded like you had some sort An of... insult. Yes, insult there. Okay, look, did... It appears there is overwhelming evidence that Stallions, I think is the guy's name, that was the coach, did indeed facilitate what under NCAA rules is an illegal act. Now, is it an outdated rule and ridiculous in the modern era where everything's on television anyway? Probably. However, the rule is the rule and it appears this guy broke the rule. Now, what did Jim Harbaugh know? I don't know. Ultimately... He's your coach, and I find it very hard to believe that this guy was just roguely, because there's clear videos of him on the sidelines talking to the coaches and them what appears to be changing their defenses based on his instructions. Ultimately, the buck stops with you. Should Jim Harbaugh be held liable for that? Probably based on what he knew. However, it has not gone through. This is what blows my mind. These coaches got mad about it in the Big Ten. The athletic directors got mad about it. And then the Big Ten just arbitrarily comes out without any sort of finding of fact, any sort of, like, here's the formal investigation, here's what we found, and this is why Jim Harbaugh is going to face this punishment. To me, it's crazy that they just bypass what appears to be all sorts of protocols and just, yeah, he's he's suspended. Well, what evidence do you have? Mm -hmm. They deserve to know that. They deserve to know if, if there's a preponderance of the evidence. Now, it's not a court of law. There's not courtroom standards. But to me, everybody's a bad guy in this. And this guy is totally ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Your coach did not die. He is not, he is not, it was not infected with a, uh, you know, a, a terrible virus or something. He was suspended for allegedly breaking the rules. Yeah, and he got extremely emotional. And then he put out a statement that said, uh, it's very deep. I wear my heart on my sleeve. But a lot of people not only were upset or offended about how emotional he was, but also about how vulgar he was. Because oh, yeah. not only was he crying, but he was swearing at the same time. He, so he's just about offending everybody. Yeah. And, and, and again, look, there are there are words that we know you can't say. Mm -hmm. On he knew he was on broadcast yes. TV. And it wasn't like he was even on cable. He yeah. was on he was on Fox. I watched the game. I yeah. watched the whole game at the golf course on Saturday. He knew right where he was. All right. We're going to talk more Manly Men coming up with Bud Light on the docket. And also, well, this may not fit in the category, but Gavin Newsom coming <laughs> up as well from 93 WIBC. It is 1134. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So you remember back in April when Bud Light collaborated with Dylan Mulvaney. Well, there was a $1 billion stock buyback and now a new UFC sponsorship deal. And apparently that is boosting the company's outlook overall. More people potentially going back to Bud Light. The CEO says that 40% of Bud Light's lost drinkers are willing to return. And they're actually seeing a bit of a revenue increase, about 5%. Yeah, so I, we talked about this earlier in the show. I would, I would say throughout the entire summer, I did not sell a single 
collectively a single case of Bud Light Mm -hmm. at my bartending job. And when people would come in and buy it, if they were there with their buddies, their buddies would give them all sorts of grief. Right. It was Uh, a joke. There was a a little nickname many people had for it, which we can't say on these Mm -hmm. uh, public airwaves. And my whole deal was always I'd tell people, look, I'm just here for tips. So you tell me what to scoop and I'll (laughs) scoop it. (laughs) And and, but I mean, clearly, like there was a stigma around Bud Light. Mm -hmm. However, I have noticed in the past two weeks and the only thing I can tie this to because there's nothing else that has happened that would magically make people start going, hey, I, I should start drinking Bud Light again. And it's been kind of being done without the stigma is that we have sold a lot more. I would say so in the last two weeks sold close to a case, probably again, still not overwhelming Coors Miller, still the number one, you know, choice, but that has to be tied into the fact that they are all over UFC yep. and like things like the Colts. I think Bud Light is the official when, you know, when we went to that Colts game a couple of weeks yeah, ago, Bud Light was there. everywhere. So you've got football, you've got UFC, and maybe that is erasing some of the memory of people who were previously anti Bud Light. So you think Dana White can save Bud Light with his UFC sponsorship? I think memories are short. And I think, I think, people it's especially anymore in the 24-hour news cycle that it's in the moment and people get on something and then i think you can unerase whatever negative thoughts people once had if it aligns if if a company or a product aligns with the right thing and clearly if we're talking i mean we'd laughed about the dana white thing about how their values align with our oh shut up dana white you want the money yeah you want the money and just say you want the money and there's no way that ufc values align with a company whose spokesperson was a man who dresses up and pretends to be a little girl well they definitely learned their lesson i mean they lost over a billion dollars but the ceo of uh anheuser-busch and bev said that he's confident that the company is bouncing back. Now, I can tell you when I was on vacation, we were sitting at an an indoor-outdoor bar where you're half indoor, half outdoor. And uh, there was a guy who walked up to order a beer and he wanted something they didn't have on tap. And she said, well, no, all the beers we offer are right here. And it was all of the Mm Anheuser-Busch products. And he did not get the Bud Light. He did not get the Mikulta or any of that other stuff. And I think he ended up ordering like a Stella, yeah. and I thought, well, that's still a that's well, still an Anheuser Busch product if you don't realize. But it's not the blue can. Well, so this is why you know when we were going through the whole this whole thing at the time, I would I would chuckle because getting to somewhat know these beverages and who produces mm-hmm. what, it became somewhat humorous that people were protesting Bud Light, but then would order as you said, a beer that is from the same family house, house yeah. and family. Mm-hmm. So you're still helping this company. Like it's not a zero sum game. Really who you were hurting was the people who were the distributors of Bud Light, et cetera. The company's going to make what the company's going to make. And you're hurting the distributors, et cetera. If you're not going to boycott the parent company, which it's hard to do because the alcohol industry, like many other industries has become so cannibalized that where so many brands are under a select few owners and operators. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about what's going on with Gavin Newsom. He just, uh, what did he have himself a little press conference? This is amazing that he admitted this out loud. Yeah, and um, so President Biden is set to go to San Francisco on Wednesday. They announced that uh, he's going to be meeting with Xi Jinping of China and uh, in a recently cleaned up San this Francisco. Is, this is amazing. So they... The city of San Francisco completely 
cleaned itself up. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, the homeless tents, the camps, the 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 teepees, you know, whatever they want to call those things. That they were, were power washing the streets. Well, because people were crapping all over the streets, mm-hmm. Casey. They mm-hmm. had to. Yeah. And it's all gone. Like, it looks like something out of the Wizard of Oz. Follow the yellow brick road. And people all over social media were commenting on... Look, they clean this up because this Chinese dictator Mm -hmm. is coming to San Francisco. And Gavin Newsom had some sort of uh, press conference or something, and he he admitted it. Listen. I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, That's true (laughs) because it's true. Oh. But it's also true for months and months and months prior to APEC, we've been having different conversations. That's true because it's true. <laughs> it doesn't get more plain than that. So the city of San Francisco allowed their residents to live in literal swallow. They allowed people to defecate, perform sexual acts, mm-hmm. use use IV drugs, etc. Put they put their citizens at risk. There's all sorts of violence going on in the city of San Francisco. People getting mugged, etc. And only when the Chinese dictator was coming to town mm-hmm. did they think enough to clean the place up. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so some of the questions. Where did all the homeless go? Great There's question. been another report that uh, from the, what was it, the governor of California saying that they're going to put them all up in hotels. That's Gavin Newsom, obviously. No, oh, no, I'm thinking of uh, the mayor, the mayor of Los of Angeles. Yeah. Mayor of Los Angeles said that the city is going to master lease entire hotels so that the homeless encampments can all move in together. So, okay, where do the homeless go? Well, we're, and, but and this happens here too, though. It's easy for us to go San Francisco. Remember when? Uh, what was the last big thing? Was it the NCAA tournament was here? Mm-hmm. Remember how? And I don't know. Maybe you hadn't started yet. Remember we got the NCAA tournament because hey, Indianapolis can host it. It was the co- post COVID whatever, and all of a sudden. All of these homeless people and the vagrants and everything else in and around downtown just simply disappeared, and they literally put them up in in fenced-in camps up near the interstate. Well, where did they go? Will they immediately return after after Xi's visit is over? Absolutely. How much did this cost, by the way? Who paid for it? Uh, and, And we're doing this all to impress China? Okay, how about for the taxpayers or the people that actually live there? Yeah. They're not good enough. It's not good enough for the Americans that live there, but let's do it for this Chinese dictator to make it look good. Yeah. And if it were in any other state, would it be happening? Are we doing this to make Gavin Newsom look good? Are we doing it to make Biden look good? I just think it's their priorities, Casey. I think they look at, oh my gosh, there's this great Chinese dictator who's coming and our far left president who's coming. And so let's roll out the red carpet here so that we can try to show the world, hey, socialism really works, which is essentially what San Francisco is now. And so I think it's just an effort to create this false narrative. But it is proof also that they can do it. That you can clean up these cities, just like they could clean up downtown Mm -hmm. Indianapolis. Hey, I know this isn't on our template, but I saw this story mm-hmm. and I absolutely have to talk to you about it when we come back. So okay. uh, I know you how you love to talk about OnlyFans. I know it's just always on your mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Producer Jonathan was actually talking about this with me before we started the show. Have you seen that there are art- artificial intelligence 
women who have OnlyFans now, mm-hmm. and they're making huge amounts of money. It's time to get on that. This is un- this is unbelievable. <laughs> All right, it's coming up with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Morning. It is 1147. It's Kendall and Casey on 93. This is why I'm glad I'm here. This is why I'm still needed here. This is true. How are we going to talk about this in December when you're on vacation? Well, you're going to have to find somebody else who's as an expert at the female anatomy as myself. (laughs) Uh, Kevin, get on the microphone on this one. We're going to need your help. Okay. Uh, Did I not knock it out of the park, though, and spot the things and tell you? You did. You did. You noticed right away. uh, Nobody knows the female body and anatomy better than me, and I can still spot these things better than just about anyone else, and you're lucky I'm here, because otherwise you two Mm -hmm. would have totally fallen victim to this. I'm not a sucker for this stuff. (laughs) You are or aren't? Uh, Well, in this case, I was because I did look at that picture, Mm -hmm. and I didn't really get a close look, but from what I saw, it looked pretty realistic. It did look realistic. I'm I'm, going to read the headline here. Again, again, gosh, I just worry about you two people without me. (laughs) We're so naive without Uh, you, Rob. Casey's a woman, too. Yeah. And I didn't pick up on it. Yeah, exactly. See? I said, wow, she's beautiful. And you said, she's not real. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) OnlyFans rival FanView bets on porn's fake future. Mm -hmm. Meet Emily, the site's hottest eerily real AI model. So this is from the New York post so apparently what is happening now is obviously uh uh what's the name of the the web only fans mm-hmm. um is where people will go on and they'll pretend to care about you if you're a lonely man and mm-hmm. you can see their pictures and i think if you pay it up up charge they'll interact with you and whatever apparently now the people who understand the ai and how it works have created these cyber women Mm -hmm. who are getting to the point where they're realistic enough that they are making tens of thousands of dollars for these same lonely men Mm -hmm. to interact with these non-real artificial intelligence cyber models. And they've given them names and everything else. And personalities? Yes, they're treating them like they're real people. Now, again, someone as trained as I Mm -hmm. in understanding the size and scope of all things that are female was able to point out (laughs) numerous areas of flaw in these photos, but they're getting close. Yeah. They're getting close. Okay, first, there are a couple things. One, I didn't know that OnlyFans now had a rival fan view. How long has fan view been around? Is this new? Well, what I know. I'm so naive to this. I like 10 years ago I'd have been able to tell you the day it was incorporated, but how would I know? <laughs> okay, and the other thing is that this one person is saying that they make $500,000 a month using an AI. Yes. To talk to men. Now, Again, if you to me it's still obvious enough, not only the female anatomy, but also the there's certain things about AI that whether it's video or these these uh, pictures mm-hmm. that you can look at. And if you look at it long enough, you can see, OK, that's not like, for example, we pointed out how 
on this chick's uh, hand, what's the name of this AI model? Emily yeah. Pellegrini. Now, again, she's not a real person. It's AI. She's essentially Mickey Mouse, but instead of a flip book, her cartoon comes to life on a com- on a computer screen. Yeah. Like, if you look at her, what would be her, her, right, wrist. her right wrist? It is not, the, it, there's no, like, curvature of where a wrist would be and so that should be a dead giveaway uh mm-hmm. noah was telling us because he comes from the technology technological world that the fingers uh, a lot of times or maybe it was you kev was it you kev that was telling yeah. me oh sorry Kenoa. so a lot of times with uh, ai they'll like miscalculate the amount of fingers yeah. or limbs mm-hmm. so it'll show like an ai and it will look pretty realistic but they'll have like 12 fingers so kev was pointing out that a lot of times with these ai chicks they won't show their hands or stuff yeah because- those pictures weren't showing her hands. Yeah. No, okay, that- so uh, she's laying, looks like it's a, it's a chaise lounge and it's poolside, and she's laying out on the chaise and she has her hands behind her head. Right. And you can't see her fingers, mm-hmm. but you can see her wrist. And it looks, yeah. the wrist. And it's not right. The, the up. There's also, and this is a family program, mm-hmm. and these are public airwaves, so I'm not going to get into the other various areas that I was able to mm-hmm. point out where mm-hmm. there are some... Just if you're, if it's, unless you're just totally willing to suspend belief, the flaws, but it's getting closer mm-hmm. and it's actually not a good thing because whatever you want to say about OnlyFans, at least it's human to human interaction. And that seems like a, probably a pretty lonely, not the best existence to be paying other people to interact with you with that sort of intimacy to which you crave, but at least it's human to human interaction. This is no longer human to human interaction, Casey. Right. This is human to AI. Yes. Yeah, and even her creator wants to remain anonymous. Like, would you would you part with? The, think about how ridiculous this is. If I told you you you're going to spend ten thousand dollars a month to interact with Daisy Duck, mm-hmm. nobody would do that. And that's all this <laughs> is. It's Daisy Duck, except on a flip book, which is how they used to make cartoons. Mm-hmm. Now it's on this computer program, and some people are paying ten grand a month to interact with Daisy Duck. Well, I don't know. I think there, like you said, there are some lonely people out there that would do this. I can recall one time I was on the beach and there was a man there who had a full size doll. Uh huh. And he was sitting her in the lawn chair and he was dressing her and putting her sunglasses on. And this is the same thing, only on the computer. Yeah, but at least he's not parting with all his money. At least he just has a fantasy friend that Mm -hmm. who knows what with. But at least that's just. it's like a real thing. Is it a good thing though that he's out in public doing this? I, I well, I found it a little odd, which well, is yeah. why I was kind of watching. Can, I just <laughs> what's going on over there? <laughs> just out of curiosity. Yeah, uh, I just saw this though, and I just I am amazed that there are people who are willing to do this, and the fact that they're getting so good at this. Mm-hmm. Two years time, even the trained eye, such as myself, is not going to be able to look at this and start distinguishing the difference. Okay, but there's a sinister side to this and we've already seen it happening and I believe it was in New York where things were happening with those high school girls where they were putting the face of a real girl on the body of AI. Oh, yeah. And then it got passed around the school and all the boys knew what was going on and were laughing and mocking and then 
it wasn't the real girl's body, but it looked like it could Te- have been. Technology mm-hmm. went too far too fast, and it is no longer just like a Terminator movie where you go, where you chuckle and go, boy, in the future, it's going to be pretty wild out there. Many of the, these things are now here, mm-hmm. and they're happening in real time, and people are going to get really, really harmed by this. Well, like these girls in the high school in New York were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, crushed. you're, you're going to see that. You're going to see the, but even the consumer of the content mm. is going to get harmed, and it's a very I think it starts sending people down a very dark existence when your primary source of intimacy or human companionship no longer even comes from a human. Again, it's one thing. It's not the best nor preferred to be sending $50 a a week to somebody for human interaction or whatever they charge for photos on OnlyFans. But this is at least that's a human interaction. Mm -hmm. At least a human is ignoring you and chuckling about your loneliness. This is a this is a robot. Okay, before we get out of here, let's play this clip if we can really quick. Uh, Barry Manilow was on with Chris Wallace. He was talking about his greatest hits. Uh Right. And it's not even a song. They're jingles. Check this out. They're classics. I am stuck on a band-aid. The band-aid stuck on me. I'm sure you have a piano here. I am stuck on band-aid. Okay, so that's yeah. that's band-aid. Then there was a very romantic one, State Farm Insurance. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there. The big one was you deserve a break today. A break today. Does anybody remember those uh, songs? You know, they don't do um, melody. They don't do uh, catchy melodies anymore in commercials. Well, uh, let's just take one, because I think for most of us, McDonald's is the king. It's the OG. How? uh, Give us a sense of your process. How did... I, I take it they gave you the words first. You deserve a break today. Yeah, well, I'd rather talk about State Farm because okay. that, that, your show. Yeah, no, because that one was uh, I was singing on it and I was arranging it. And, but 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 State Farm, they gave me a whole lyric, like a song lyric. You know, whenever you're driving and wherever you're going. Well, anyway, I can do that. Right. I, I made a really pretty melody uh, to those lyrics, and then they took. The Like a Good Neighbor State Farm is their section, and they ran with that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They're still using them today. You must have. Did you make millions of dollars from this? 500. 500 million? Dollars. 500 dollars? That was it. From what? Each one? No. 500 dollars. As a composer, they buy you out, and that's it. You don't get residuals, you you never see it again. That's what he made, $500 for that jingle. You know, I had to give up all Barry Manilow music because I was really invested in Barry Manilow music, and Mandy was one of my 10 favorite songs of all time, and then it turned out he was gay, which means he didn't mean anything in Mandy. (laughs) He didn't mean it at all. All right, we got to go. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Kevin, and thank you for listening. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.